Hey everybody, welcome to New City Online. I'm Tammy. And I'm Josh. And we are so glad to see you today. And if it's your first time with us, welcome. We can't wait to get to know you. You can go to our website, newcity.us slash connect, fill out that connection form and let us know that you're here today. Yeah, and please do that. And also in case you didn't know, we've got some awesome stuff set up for our next gen kids and students. You can view all of our content. We've got resources. We've got a weekly uh, sermon experience guide for everybody to participate in as a family. It's some great stuff out there. Check it out at newcity.us slash next gen. Sometimes I even worship with the children because those resources are so great. Well, today we have some amazing worship from our friend Romel Dash and his worship team and a message from our lead pastor, Chris Payne, on the prophet Isaiah and how he responded to God during a time of uncertainty in his culture. That's going to be so good. It's very applicable, obviously. And would you mind sharing that message with your friends and family today? You can do that on social media. You could email it out, whatever's convenient. We would, we would love if you could do that. We're so glad that you're here. Now let's worship together. Good morning, New City. This is your brother, Romel Dash, and I got my friends from A Touch of Faith Gospel Choir here. We're here to worship with you all today, for our God is good and he's unstoppable. Now, if you believe it, can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Come on, put those hands together. Our God is unstoppable. Heaven thundered. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be 
is unstoppable on today. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? For this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a glorious day. Come on, declare it's a glorious day. to speak life to you. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of your tongues. So we're going to speak life instead of death. We're going to speak healing for the disease. We're going to speak peace 
for all the chaos that's going on. We're going to speak freedom. We're going to speak breakthrough. We just speak life. We speak deliverance over your family, over your mind, over your finances, over every area of your life. We're just going to declare the blessings of the Lord over you today. Generations 
and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children may his presence may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for
that we come against every enemy that will try to attack us to make us feel like we're not going to make it because we know we are already going to make it because of your son Jesus Christ who died on the cross just for all our sins and even now as we go into this word moment God open our hearts God channel our hearts and our minds and our spirits so that we can receive everything that you have for us creating us a clean heart God and renew the right spirit within us so that we can receive your word and walk out your will God that's all we want to do God is be living vessels of honor for you and we declare the victory already in advance in Jesus Christ's name we pray amen we love you guys Welcome back from worship. Last week, we told you guys about a new Facebook group just for you, our online community. And this is a private group. So it is a wonderful place to connect with one another, share what God's teaching you and pray for one another. And you can find that on Facebook by searching New City Online. And if you have any problems with that, just send us a message and we'll send you the direct link. Oh, that's awesome. And did you know that this last week we had a team of people hanging out in Marshall, North Carolina? I've never been there, but uh, and they were working on a project, a renovation project with one of our surf partners called Common Heart. And they got a lot, from what I heard, a lot accomplished. So it was a great week. And I love hearing stories about people and folks that are coming from New City that are out in the community doing work, expanding the kingdom and working with Common Heart. So that's just one story. There's a ton of opportunities for you to connect and serve in our city and around the world. If you want to learn anything, learn more, sign up, whatever you need, you can visit us online at newcity.us slash serve now. I heard that also went well. And there's another opportunity that I want to tell you guys about. It's our school spirit project. So we are hoping to give school supplies to all of the students in our two partner schools, Idlewild Elementary and Greenway Park. And you can help with that. Go to the website newcity.us schoolspirit or even to the app and press the school spirit button. You can see the details of that project and give there. Oh, that's great. New City's mission is to bring gospel renewal to our city and world. We wanna be a community of Christ followers that do that, that bring about that. There's tons of things that we're doing in our community and around the world. And th there's a standing open invitation for you to get involved in those opportunities, but also in another opportunity. We wanna invite you to, to invest and to join in the mission of New City as we bring about really what Christ has commanded us to do. His, his final instructions to us in Matthew 28 were to go, go to the entire world to share the gospel, to make disciples, to baptize people in his name. And that's what we're trying to do. And you can join in this mission with New City by giving. And if you want to give today, you can do that at newcity.us give. And now let's pray for our offering. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for an opportunity to gather together online, to worship, to learn from scripture. And Father, we just think about um, all the stories and, and what you're doing in our city and around the world during a really difficult time. And thank you for, for um, letting us have an opportunity to join you in that. And Father, we respond to, to your leading in this moment and may you take our tithes and our offerings and, and our time and our energy and service to you. And we do it in your name and because we love you and because of what you have done for us. We love you so much and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now let's join Pastor Chris Payne as he teaches from Isaiah 6.
Welcome home, New City Church. We're so grateful to be regathering at all of our locations across the city of Charlotte today. And for those of you who are joining us via New City Online, we're grateful to have you with us as well. I'm going to be sharing a special message today from Isaiah chapter 6. So if you have a copy of your scriptures, I want to encourage you to open them with me today to Isaiah 6. The passage is already preloaded via the New City app as well. And I want to give a special thanks to all of our staff members, our servant leaders, our volunteers here at New City Church that have put in so much effort to make this Welcome Home weekend possible. Next weekend, I'm going to be starting a brand new series, uh, Walking Through the Book of Nehemiah. So I want to encourage you to join us again via New City Online or at one of our locations across the city here in Charlotte as we begin a journey through the book of Nehemiah. It's an incredible study. I want to encourage you to go ahead and read ahead uh, as we prepare for next week. And again, make plans to join us as we start the journey through the book of Nehemiah. That's going to take us all the way through the fall. We'll be listening to Christmas music, if you can believe it or not, when we finish the series Nehemiah. Let's pray together before we jump into Isaiah chapter 6 today. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to be together today, whether it's online or on location, we're grateful to be together as your people, worshiping you in spirit and in truth. We're grateful in a world that is full of chaos and crisis that we can come to your word that never changes. We're grateful today, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. As we begin today, God, I do pray for those in the world who are suffering, for those who are hurting, for those who are sick, for those who have experienced loss, for those who are grieving, for those who are confused and disappointed. I pray your grace and your peace would be upon each and every person today. May we see you today, Jesus, for who you really are, high and lifted up, the King of kings. We come before you today in worship, and all God's people said together, amen, amen. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. The word of God to each of you today. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood seraphim, each had six wings, two covered his face and two covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4, Isaiah 6. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a, a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. The prophet Isaiah records his calling to ministry in this passage, this vision of the Lord. And when he looks back on his life and he recounts this year, he begins by telling us what happened in that year. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, this this generation changing event happened in the year that King Uzziah died. Those are the first words 
as Isaiah recounts his call to ministry, this vision of the Lord, seeing uh, the Lord Jesus seated upon a throne. He recounts it and marks it by the year that King Uzziah died. And this was a generation-changing event, the year that King Uzziah died. Uzziah was a a long-standing king of Judah. So this would would have been an event that everyone would have remembered that they would have talked about for generations to come. This would have been a a time in the life of Judah that would have been chaotic. Uh, If I could use the word, a time of a national crisis that would have had a ripple effect globally. Uzziah was a very powerful king and his death marked the end of a a lengthy uh, reign of prosperity and, and overwhelming goodness. 2 Chronicles chapter 26 records the story of of Uzziah's reign. If you want to go and read some of the history behind it. He became king when he was just 16 years old, Uzziah did. And he reigned for, again, 52 years before his death right here in 740 B.C. Uzziah did what was mostly right in the eyes of the Lord. 2 Chronicles chapter 26 records for us. Uh, he, He made Judah prosper in many ways. Land was reclaimed, towers were built, cities were fortified, an army was raised, cisterns were were dug, people prospered, wealth was generated, times were good, Judah was back. And then 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 16 records this. But when he, Uzziah, was strong, something happened. He grew proud. To his destruction. And as the leader goes, so go the people, and so goes the nation. Uzziah's uh, pride was infectious. It was something that caused a spiraling effect among all the people. And you can read uh, throughout Second Chronicles and read more of the history of Judah and, and ultimately. Uzziah's pride begins a a domino effect that that leads to the captivity of Judah. Everyone would mark this year, 740 B.C., the year that King Uzziah died, the year that Isaiah also saw the Lord. Everyone would mark this year as a generation-changing event. And yet, when Isaiah records it in Isaiah chapter 6, when he looks back on 740 B.C., He remembers it, but what he remembers most is the fact that he saw the Lord. In a time of crisis, in a time of change, in a time of grief and loss, of uncertainty, of a time of confusion, of chaos, Isaiah chooses to remember seeing the Lord through it all. And seeing the Lord seated upon the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of the robe of his robe filling the temple is the vision that God gave to Uzziah in the midst of the change and crisis. God's answer to our troubled times, it always has been, God's answer to troubled times is this, an occupied throne in heaven that heaven itself has an occupied throne with King Jesus seated upon it. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in our times of chaos, of trial, of disease, of frustration, of crisis, the same is true today, that God's throne is occupied. Seeing God happens in the midst of crisis 
not in spite of crisis. It's in a season of change and chaos and crisis that Isaiah experiences God as he never has before. And may that be true of each of us. Isaiah was never the same after this vision, after this experience of Isaiah chapter 6 that he's recalling here. After he sees the Lord, his life changes forever. And my prayer for you is this, New City, that 2020 being a a generation-changing year, an unprecedented time of crisis, of frustration, of disappointment, I'm sure for many of you, of, of uncertainty, of loss, of chaos, that it would also be a year that you look back upon and you see the Lord and you're never the same, that your life changes forever. You know, I heard it said that future historians will look back on 2020 and they'll ask which quarter of 2020 you specialize in, which part of it. There's so much that has happened in this short year so far. But more than anything else, my prayer for you is that this year will mark the year that you experience God in a way that you never have before. I thought it was interesting, the CDC director earlier this year said that COVID-19 has, has, I'm gonna read the quote. He said, COVID-19 has brought the nation to its knees. That was the CDC director earlier this year. COVID-19 has brought our nation to its knees. The Bible says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, will seek my face. I wonder if this might be the year that we humble ourselves, that we see God in a way and we seek God in a way that we never have before. Did you know that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah that we're reading from today is quoted over 25 times in the New Testament, 700 years in advance? One of those quotations happens in the Gospel of John. John chapter 12, verse 41, John writes that Isaiah prophesied because, go and read this for yourself, John 12, 41. Isaiah prophesied because he saw the Lord. He saw his glory and he spoke of him. In other words, uh, John says that Isaiah saw King Jesus. He saw the Lord himself, and he couldn't help but speak of what he experienced and what he saw. May that be true for us. As King Jesus is lifted up high and exalted in our lives, and we see him for who he really is in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of change, may we be different. And may we speak of what we've seen. May we act out and live out because we've seen the Lord and we've experienced him in a new and a fresh way this year. So, so how did this change Isaiah? I said that you know, when he sees the Lord here in the, in the year that King Uzziah died, 740 BC, how does his life change? Well, he goes on to be a longstanding prophet. What's a prophet? A prophet, the role of a prophet was to speak on behalf of God to God's people. The role of a priest was to take uh, the people's sin and their voice and take it to God. Isaiah is a prophet. He hears from God and he speaks to the people, even when they don't want to hear the message. And oftentimes they didn't want to hear the message. But Isaiah uh, can't help but speak because his heart has been changed. He can't help but live out what he's experienced. How did he change? How did he experience God? How did it change him? How can it change us when we see God for who he really is? Well, first, look at the passage with me again, Isaiah chapter 6. And let's look specifically at verses 2 through 4. First of all, when Isaiah sees the Lord, his worry is replaced with awe. His worry is replaced with all. These fiery and angelic beings with remarkable powers that are called seraphim here, 
They humble themselves, right? These, these powerful angelic beings are humble before the throne of God. And they cry out, right? What's the word? Holy, holy, holy. This threefold repetition intensifies the superlative. It's, it's an exclamation mark. And they say to one, one another, the whole earth is filled with his glory. The, the actual Hebrew rendering of that is, may the whole earth be full of his glory glory. And one day it will be. So these angelic beings before Isaiah, while he's in their presence, are are crying out before the throne of God, holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is filled with the glory of God. And the word glory means God's manifest presence. It's God himself and all of his glory, all of his holiness manifested in a physical way. So when we give glory to God, we're giving back to God who he really is. We're praising him and acknowledging him for who he really is. And that's what the angels are doing. That's what Isaiah is experiencing. And it's that awe, it's the all of what he's seen, the vision of God, what he's experiencing that overwhelms his worry. And maybe that's a message for you today. For those of you who struggle with anxiety, if you're struggling today with worry about your finances, you're worried about your children, your grandchildren. You're, you're, you're worried about your job. You're, you're worried about so many different things, and so many of us are right now. Isaiah's worry, his concern, his crisis in the midst of all the change, the year that King Uzziah died, is overwhelmed with this vision and this awe of what he's experiencing in the throne room of God in heaven itself. The reality of what's happening even right now. God's answer to our troubled times is an occupied throne in heaven. Isaiah experiences that and his worry is replaced with awe. God opens the curtain to our future. And this happens all throughout the scriptures. One of the the narratives that I'm thinking of right now is when the shepherds are watching their flock and the night that the the Lord Jesus is born and and the angels, remember this, the angels appear to the shepherds and, and there's a multitude of angels. It's like God just sort of, opens the curtain. He raises the curtain on heaven itself. And just for, just for a moment, they're able to see the reality of who God is and the reality of heaven. They see a vision of the future, God's glory, the manifestation of his presence, filling the entire earth, this new city that God is creating that he's going to bring from heaven to earth one day. And may that, may that vision of God that experience that Isaiah is recounting for us today, the, the, the very presence of God, the reality of heaven, may that overwhelm us even where we're sitting today in our worry and our concerns, our frustrations for the time that we find ourselves in. May they be overwhelmed with the reality of, of what heaven is and what our future is because of Jesus. God calmed the fears of Isaiah and he calms our fears, not by removing the problems, but by revealing more of himself. God calms Isaiah's fears and he calms our fears, not by removing the problem, but by revealing more of his power and his presence. When Isaiah sees the Lord, his worry is replaced with awe. But secondly, when Isaiah sees the Lord, when we see the Lord for who he really is, Isaiah's true self is equally exposed and embraced What does that mean? Well, let's look at Isaiah chapter six, verses five through seven. Look at it with me. When Isaiah sees this vision of God, 
the throne room of God, the angels crying, holy, 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 all of this incredible experience. Isaiah responds by saying, verse 5, Woe is me, for I am what? I'm lost. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among an unclean people. In other words, when Isaiah is in the presence of a holy God, he recognizes what? His unholiness, his depravity, the, the ways that he doesn't meet the holy standard of God. And when we come into the presence of God, we're called to do the same, to recognize our own brokenness, our depravity, the ways that we fall short. Because here's the thing, guys. Everybody watch this. Listen to this. We, we can't experience the grace of God and the mercy and the love of God until we experience how lost and how broken we are without God. You don't need a saving God unless you know that you need to be saved. So we see Isaiah experiencing that as he comes into the presence of God. And as we come into the presence of God and we see God for who he really is, We're also reminded of our brokenness and we're reminded of our need of grace. And here's the amazing thing. Grace becomes the hallmark of Isaiah's message, his prophetic ministry for years to come as he writes. The message of grace is the message that Isaiah carries. He goes on to say, you'll you'll remember in chapter 7 that that there's going to be a a child that's going to be born to a virgin who's going to be Emmanuel, which means what? God with us the manifestation of God, the glory of God with us, God fully human and fully God, Jesus himself incarnate living among us. Isaiah's hallmark message is a message of grace. And remember what grace is. Grace is God's what? His unmerited favor. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting punished. And, and being separated from God for eternity because of our brokenness. Grace is being invited and adopted into the family of God as a son, as a daughter, as a co-heir with Christ. And God has lavished his grace upon us through the person and the work of Jesus. Here's the gospel in one sentence. Through the person and the work of Jesus Christ, God has fully accomplished salvation for you and for me. And that's got good news today. Isaiah was looking forward to the Messiah. He was looking forward to Jesus. But it begins by him seeing Jesus seated on the throne. Before he ever came, 700 years before he came, Isaiah saw Jesus for who he really was. And it exposed him, but it also equally embraced him because of grace. And the same is true for each of us today. Grace reminds me of my brokenness and my need for God, but grace equally reminds me that I am loved perfectly, that I'm loved just as much today as I ever was. I'm loved perfectly. God won't love me any more tomorrow than he does today. He loves me perfectly in this moment, not because of my works, but because of his grace. And that's what grace is. When Isaiah sees the Lord, he is both equally exposed for his brokenness, but he's also equally embraced. Here's the third thing. Look at verse eight. He hears the voice of the Lord. When Isaiah sees the Lord, when he experiences God for who he really is, Isaiah chapter six, he begins to hear the voice of the Lord. And here's how this works. The more important God's voice becomes to you, the more amplified it becomes to you. The more important God's voice is, the more amplified it becomes. 
We have three children. They're, they're busy growing up now. We have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and now a lower, a, a lower schooler as well. So we've got them all spread out. But I remember when they were all young, four and under, I remember, uh, you know, we would be outside or we would be watching a, a show, just me and Jen. We, we, we would put them to bed and it was just the, the smallest noise or cry that they would make. And, and Jen would pick up on it. I, I would sometimes be oblivious, but she would say, I think, I think I heard one of the kids. I think I heard one of the kids. The more important the voice becomes, the more amplified it becomes. The voice of the Lord becomes the most important voice to Isaiah. After he experiences God in this moment, when he sees him for who he really is, his life changes and he begins to hear the voice of the Lord. Look at verse 8. He says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying. He begins to hear God's voice and that's God's desire for us, that we begin to hear his voice. The Bible says that, that God's sheep, the sheep of, of his pasture, know his voice. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. May we hear God's voice today. Above all the other, wouldn't you agree with me? Above all the other voices, and there's a lot of them in the world right now, a lot of loud voices that are clamoring for your attention. Above all those voices, may this year especially, may we see God and may we begin to hear his voice because it becomes the most important voice to us. When Isaiah saw the Lord, he began to hear the voice of the Lord and finally, when Isaiah saw the Lord, when we see the Lord, when we experience God for who he really is, Isaiah's hand went up to serve God. Look at the remainder of verse 8. He begins to hear the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says these words, here I am, send me. It's amazing as we look at the scriptures Something happens between verse 5 and verse 8, doesn't it? Look at it with me, Isaiah 6. Something happens between Isaiah seeing the Lord and saying, Woe unto me, because I'm lost. I'm an unclean man who lives among unclean people. He's exposed in his depravity and all the brokenness of the world. But something happens between verse 5 and verse 8 here as Isaiah experiences the Lord. He experiences God's grace. He learns to hear the voice of the God as, as the most important vo voice in his life. And he raises his hand to say, I want to go. Here I am. I want to be present. I want to be accounted for. I, I, I don't want to just shrink back. I, I don't want to just miss the opportunity in the midst of even the change and the crisis to raise my hand and say, God, use me however you see fit. Right here, this year, in this time, I want it to be a year that I know not only experience you, but I'm a part of bringing your kingdom from heaven to earth in my words, in my action, in my business, in my parenting, in my friendships, in, in every area of my life, in every space. May your glory come and may my hand go up to serve you in any way that you see fit. God's grace, here's the truth, friends. God's grace that Isaiah experiences and that each of us can experience through Christ as he did when we see Jesus for who he really is and we experience his grace, grace opens our hands. When we experience God's grace, it opens our hands. It opens the hands of our lives. And when we experience God's glory, the manifestation of his presence, it raises our hands. Grace opens my hands. Glory raises my hands to say, here am I. Send me. Let me be a part of bringing your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, King Jesus.
Here's the bottom line today. When Isaiah sees the Lord, his worry is replaced with awe, isn't it? When we look at the passage here, when Isaiah sees the Lord, his true self is equally exposed, but it's also what? It's embraced. When Isaiah sees the Lord, he hears the voice of the Lord because it becomes the most important voice of all. Even in the midst of a lot of other voices and chaos, especially in the midst of chaos and other voices, Isaiah learns to hear the Lord. And when Isaiah sees the Lord, his hand goes up to serve God instead of inward or closed to serve himself. When Isaiah sees the Lord, his life has changed. He's never the same again. And may that be true for each and every one of us today and especially in this year. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated upon a throne and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. New City, may 2020 be a year that we see the Lord high and lifted up, exalted forever. To him alone be the glory. Let's pray together today. Jesus, today we we worship you for who you are. As we see you today, Jesus, high and lifted up and seated upon your throne, we worship you. Our hands are opened because of your grace, your love, and your goodness that were poured out for us on the cross. And our hands are raised because of your glory. Being in your presence, We raise our hands because you deserve our praise and our honor and our glory forever. And may the whole earth, every square inch of it, may the whole earth be filled with your glory. And let that begin with us. May the voice of your truth become the most important voice in our lives. And may it be amplified in our hearts. May we raise our hands today, especially in this year, saying, here am I, send me. To Christ alone be the glory. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. And as a reminder, if you're new or you want to start getting connected here, you can do that online by visiting us at newcity.us connect. And also, if you're not receiving our emails yet and you want some more emails, we'd love to get you on the list. You can use the same form and then in the message, just say, hey, I want some emails. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, will you please extend your hands for the benediction? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. We love you, New City. Have a great week.